If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I can't wait to dive into today's show. I met this incredible lady, Lisa McDonald, through a contact of mine, Connie. We've just gotten to know each other through the virtual world, and here we are. I get to interview her today, and I'm so excited, and I just want to say hello, Lisa, and welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show. Good morning, Ursula. I want to thank you very much for the honor and the privilege for joining you and the listeners today. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I know we can learn <laughs> a lot from you. I have lots of questions. I have our regular questions and I know we're going to go a lot of different places. So thanks for being here. And I'm going to introduce Lisa in a moment. Before we do that, though, I just want to thank our sponsor. And our sponsor again this week is the very cool, very amazing Expressory. Did you know the average business loses around 20% of its customers annually simply by failing to attend to customer relationships? In some industries, it's as high as 80%. Thanks to technology and our addiction to notifications and being busy, we spend less of our time creating quality relationships and more time just collecting followers. I know we can all relate to that. But the Expressory aims to change the way we build business relationships. They help business owners create customer loyalty by designing and executing unique personal customer experiences. The Express would love to offer all of you, our listeners, the opportunity to simplify your relationship management efforts. When you reach out, you'll receive a 30-minute design session to review your current customer experience. During this call, you'll also create an easy-to-execute engagement plan. And as a bonus, the Expressory will send 10 of those follow-ups for you. So if you have some follow-up to do, this is a great opportunity. And that's $150 value. To take advantage of it, simply email info at theexpressory.com. Again, that's info at theexpressory.com to get more information and take that next step. So thanks to the Expressory. You guys have been a phenomenal sponsor. We're so grateful for you and all of our sponsors. So with that, let me tell you about Lisa. 
Lisa McDonald is a successful author, motivational speaker, TV and radio host, podcaster, blogger, mentor, personal development coach, and a mom. I know she's busy. In 2017, Lisa became a blogger for Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global, a website dedicated to offering readers sustainable science-based solutions to enhance both well-being and performance. Her podcast, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, can be heard on both C-Suite Radio and Contact Talk Radio Network. You can also watch her television show, Living Fearlessly, broadcast at online at 365tvnetwork.com. Lisa's first nonfiction adult book is scheduled for release or was came out in May or was scheduled for release and came out. So we'll talk about that, which is her first foray into nonfiction writing following the success of her four best-selling children's books. That is so exciting. And she's also a contributing author to several motivational bestsellers, 365 Moments of Grace, 365 Life Shifts, Thought Leaders, Business Experts Forum at Harvard Faculty Club, and Shine Your Light, Powerful Practices for an Extraordinary Life. Lisa also holds degrees from McMaster University and Mohawk College and is licensed as a passion test facilitator. Oh my gosh, I remember the passion test. It was one of my first, like my foray into this world. Lisa's personal and professional life are embodiments of her teaching. She's fiercely passionate about uplifting people to fear less and to live more. And she'll tell you more at the end, but her website is livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So with that, Lisa, all right, so many things to talk about. I have so many questions. First and foremost, I would love it if you would tell us a little bit about your story. Like what what brought you to this point of living fearlessly? Because I think we all want to live fearlessly, but you know, it's in, sometimes it's hard to do. So tell us, let's start there. I just want to hear your story. Okay. I'll try to make this as succinct and to the point as possible because it's quite the story that could take up the whole time of your show here. So basically I embarked upon becoming an entrepreneur at the same time that my mom passed away, my grandmother passed away and I was going through a divorce. I was then embarked upon single parenthood with my children then being the ages of three and 18 months old. So I had to take a look at my transferable skills. And once upon a time, I used to be in senior management within social services, crisis management specifically. And so that's a crazy world. It's residential care. So there's no ultimate clock in, clocking out. It's really when things are calm, clients are settled, paperwork to the government has been overseen and wrapped up. So I just thought, you know, we've gone through enough transition-wise. My kids are very young. We did a Trans-Canada move. So we actually moved from one province to another province. I had to do house hunting. So it was just emotionally a very difficult time. But of course, I had to be cognizant of the fact that once my children became school-aged on a full-time basis, the expectation of course, was for me to return to work. And I've been a workhorse since I've been 16 years old, self-sufficient. And I climbed and scaled the ladder pretty quickly within social services, as high as I could actually go. And although I'd kept all my contacts alive, it was not an option for me based on personal circumstances to re-enter that lifestyle work-wise. So I got very exceptionally clear on my transferable skills. I've always been about self-empowerment, empowering other people to empower themselves. I've always been about advocacy. I've always been about the underdog. And I have many times in my own life been that underdog. So I got very clear, sponged up as many things as I could, as I always have. I have a very honed mindset. And I got very clear on what my non-negotiables are. My non-negotiable at that point was to hold on to my house for the sake of my children. I did not want to have a for sale sign on my property. And I was not going to put my children through more upheaval. So I took a look, as I said, at my transferable skills. 
had always been passionate about writing, had always been passionate about speaking, and had always been passionate coming from a counseling world, dealing with other people and, you know, getting them out of the abyss and empowering them to empower themselves and getting them on the trajectory of where it is that they said they wanted to go within their own lives. So boom, bang, boom. I just, you know, I eat up resources. I connect all the time. I always look for things that are intuitive and are of service to what it is I say are my proclaimed goals, what I set my intentions on and what my non-negotiables are. So it started out essentially, as you indicated in the bio, Ursula, it started out with children's book. I had written the text for four children's books. Then, of course, it becomes a case of you don't know what you don't know. So I needed to get in contact with illustrators because, again, those books were children's books, needed to get connected with editors, publishers, printers, distributors, etc., etc. So, you know, by book two, I had finally figured out how to navigate that process, banged out four children's books, started doing signings and getting on shelf space in our Canadian big stores. So that would be Chapters, Coles, Indigo, which would be comparable to your American Barnes and Nobles and other such outlets. And yeah, so I just did a succession of book signings for every other weekend that my children were in the care of their father. And, you know, tons of pictures of those who consented to doing so for those who graciously endorsed me, majority of people I did not know outside of my family, my friends and my community, all of which I'm grateful for. And I would take a picture of them holding my books and I would publicly thank them. And this was part of my marketing strategy. And so I'm just quite savvy with the marketing and I'm very big on promotion. I promote other people. I cross promote other people, including my weekly guests on radio. And of course, you have to be a staunch advocate for yourself, particularly as an entrepreneur, because if people don't know that you exist, if people don't know what you stand for, what you're willing to go to the wall for, what your messaging is, what your branding is, where people can find you, what's going on, what's upcoming to show that you've got momentum and drive, then you you pretty much are operating in a vacuum, which is not very good for business. Yeah, right. And wow. And congratulations. I mean, you were the underdog. I mean, you went through that. I can't imagine going through what you went through as with two little children. I mean, hats off to you. And I mean, I get like, I get you're super motivated. You've got that attitude of do whatever it takes. But I'm sure there were moments that you know, you might have questioned your journey or wondered what the heck you were doing. So go back, like when you first became an entrepreneur, did you have any limiting beliefs about sales or selling? Yes and no. I'm going to be brutally honest here. Yes and no. One, I've always believed in myself. I've always been a staunch advocate of myself. And I think that's really been precipitated by being in survivor mode. And it wasn't enough for me to just prove to myself through whatever the crisis was in my life or things that led up to me being on my own at 16 and having to be financially independent, whereby I had to pay for my own college tuition in my books and therefore following that, paying for my own tuition and books for university or paying even for my own braces, which I couldn't afford to do until much later in life, although I needed them decades beforehand. So once I had the track record of proving to myself, if it's important enough to you, Lisa, you absolutely can survive it. And then of course, 
when you go through death, which I did with precarious circumstances related to my relationship with my mom and not having true closure on that, at the same time that I'm going through a divorce, so a lot of upheaval, at the same time that I was launched and, and catapulted into becoming a single parent, you know, you really do have to fall back on your inner strength. And that's why I think it's a blessing for all the things that people would perceivably look upon, which is in my book, and we'll get to that shortly. You know, people would go like, oh my gosh, like, you know, how do you even get out of bed sometimes? Well, again, when you're motivated by being the forerunner for what's in the best interest of your children, regardless of how it is I felt on many a day, I had to get out of bed. I had to be innovative. I had to be creative. I had to strategize. I had to align myself with the right people who had already proven successfully to do what it was I aspire to do. So again, aligning yourself with the right people, asking the key questions because we don't know what we don't know. So there were many instances, particularly at the inception of my journey, where I didn't know a lot, but I knew that I had something to offer and I knew that what I had to offer would be of value to many people because, of course, my brand and my message, my plight, my mission is all about uplifting people to fear less and to live more. And I think I am an expert in that industry. I think I'm an expert with that particular mantra because I've embodied it and I've had to embody it and I've had to execute it time and time again to still be here standing and not any more from the survivor mindset, but from the thriving standpoint and mindset. So I think when people tap into the backstory and understand how I was able to push through and anchor myself out of the abyss, people go, okay, well, I think she knows a few things outside of just marketing and, you know, growing and scaling her business because it's where you're at with yourself that indicates and dictates a trajectory of what else it is that you proclaim is important to you, whether it be sales, whether it be your books, whether it be your clients, whether it be anything you wish to do to up the level of your own game. Yeah. You know, we haven't talked a ton about self-worth on this show and, you know, how that leads to confidence. And it's kind of come up or we've talked about it in different ways, but I'd love your take on it. Why? So I know you went through a lot of tough stuff, but yet a sense of self starts somewhere else, or there's someone who instilled that in you or someone who believed in you first as a child or something shifted you, or you read a lot of books and, you know, like, so what was it for you, Lisa, what happened or how did you get this strong sense of self? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a culmination of a lot of the things that you just highlighted as, you know, potential examples of what that could be where that I derive that strength from. I've been very candid on my own show. I've talked about it on the stage at Harvard. It's in my book that's upcoming, scheduled for release in October. But I'm an incest survivor, and that started for me at the age of four. So because that's a very taboo subject, even in today's culture, because it was something that at the time carried a lot of shame, carried a lot of confusion for the age that I was when it first started at four years old, I was literally in my head all the time. And for the amount of time that I was in my head struggling with all of this, I had to get very clear on, you know, before, I mean, we talk about it now in the personal development world, and it's quite trendy, and it's catchphrase, and it's buzzy. But long before I could articulate what it was that I was doing, I knew that I had to count on myself, even at four years old, even before I was financially independent and self-sufficient at 16. So I needed to be my best friend. This is often what I say to people in terms of, you know, tips or nuggets or advice that I impart to people because I can only comfortably 
and integrally offer up what it is that I know has firsthand wholeheartedly worked for me. So I encourage people not only to here to uplift you to fear less and to live more, but be your own hero, be your own shiro, be your own leader, be your own best friend. So no coincidence that for what I went through and what I endured in my younger life, my childhood, that again catapulted me into the pathway of social services, you know, giving back, being of service to other people, knowing that statistically I was not the only person who was grappling with this issue. And even if working with other people with all kinds of demographic client populations, whether they could relate to my specific examples of not, it says a lot about the indomitable spirit to be able to persevere, not only to take care of yourself and get yourself in a healthy place, but being able to then do so and be available and accessible to do that for other people. So because people knew that I, you know, you just naturally are in pre-wired for what I've gone through to be more empathetic, to be more compassionate, to be able to read people exceptionally well. So again, all these skills that I've acquired, all these things that have been incorporated into my DNA also lends true to business and being able to read potential customers, being able to target certain things, being able to intuitively go, okay, is that a sound decision? Am I getting the most bang for my buck if I put my marketing dollars there versus here? How do I pitch this? How do I sell this? How do I bring people into the fold who don't necessarily know me at this point in time at the beginning of my juncture? So I just took a look once again, not only my transferable skills, but I looked at what it was I had proven to myself that I was able to champion in my own life. And I thought, if you can champion all of that, there's nothing you can't do, Lisa. And that's my mindset. I'm being brutally honest. There's no ego attached to that in terms of narcissism. I really have worked very hard and have been tried and challenged many times in my life where I've had to hone it and I've had to deconstruct my programming that would have once upon a time kept me playing small, kept me quiet, kept me invisible. So, you know, once you're able to disclose your actual abuse and out the abuser, you know, I can easily market myself on social media without batting an eye. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you for sharing your story and for being so vulnerable we have another client who will be interviewing in the next couple of weeks and she's sharing a similar story and she just wrote her book and it's coming out and it's really about her sexual abuse story. And it's just time for people to, I'm trained as a marriage and family therapist. So, you know, no subject is surprising me. <laughs> and not only that, Lisa, but we all have stuff. I haven't met, especially entrepreneurs or people in helping professions. Like we've been through it and then some, and that's what, you know, it's usually what gets us on our path to help other people. So thank you. It's very inspiring because I know we have listeners all over the world who've been through stuff and maybe they've been affected by incest or they lived through that. So I hope they get your book and they keep listening to the show and hear the rest of your story. So let's keep going. So you were touching back on like on your entrepreneurial journey. So you went from, you know, being a single mom to at the same time, like I have to launch this business, I'm launching it. When you look back, Lisa, was there a moment where you, you know, either doubled your sales or you had a really big month where you're like, it is happening. Not only are we surviving, we are now thriving. Do you remember that moment? And what did you think about business at that point and what was possible for you? Yeah, it's been incremental. I mean, any entrepreneur who's honest about the business and what happens in the back end, not everything is a bullseye. Not everything is a residual yes or a resounding yes or an overnight success, you know. And I really want to be clear on that. And I know that other people, other thought leaders and experts within their respective industry have in their own way 
phrased and touched upon that subject matter. So this is, again, not a unique thought or specific to me. But, you know, people look at social media, people look at the types of people that I've been able to land and secure on my podcast, such as Deepak Chopra, Jack Canfield, Damon John from Shark Tank, Zig Ziglar's son, Tom, Dr. Wayne Dyer's daughter, Serena, the list goes on. And, you know, people think, oh, wow, like, you know, everything's just bickety-boo and Lisa's world. And it's like, no, it's not. Because for all the yeses I get, there's a lot of no's. Or there's a lot of people who don't even have the courtesy to respond. Or there's things that go haywire at the last minute. Call it electronics. Call it not whether it be on my end specifically, but it could be on my guest's end. And for what I do, I'm reliant upon a lot of third-party people to make this all pop. So life happens to people. You know, everybody's got my back who is part of my team or is rallying and supporting me. But things happen, you know, personal crises happen in their lives or their technology craps out or, you know, family member is sick. So, you know, there's a lot of things that people have to be mindful of, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you have to appreciate that life happens to all of us. And therefore, there's a lot of things we do not have control over, no matter how disciplined we are, or how organized or proactive we are to get things up and running and running smoothly and effectively coming out of the gate, because there's an accountability piece attached to that too. Like when I say this is what's happening on such and such a day, if for whatever reason, and it doesn't often not come to fruition. But if there's a circumstance, which I'm not necessarily going to air publicly, if it involves something personally related to somebody else who plays a pivotal role in rolling my stuff out, you know, people just have to know it's life, things happen. So it's what people view or garner publicly about one success, you have to appreciate the hours of labor and strife that goes on in the background privately. And then on top of me being a single mom, which whether I was doing what I was actively doing and publicly out there to the degree that I am, if that was all I did, and that's a huge feat in itself, and I take my hats off to other single parents and fathers, not just mothers, that's a full-time job in itself, let alone anything else you're trying to cultivate for yourself. So it's just, you know, just when you look at other people's lives or when you're quick to make an assumption that everything must be, you know, up and up, you know, you have to realize that it's not. So as far as the sales end of that, your question, when I had to start reordering books because I had sold out and I had to get more shipping orders and all of that, that was a big success moment for me. When four years ago, I started doing radio and podcasting, showcasing people for free. But then as I started to scale my podcast subscriber numbers, when I started to recently get on iHeartRadio, when I started to consistently land the big names that was a big draw for people who didn't know me specifically, but they certainly knew Deepak Chopra or Lisa Gibbons or all the other names I had cited. It was like, wow, what's going on over here on this podcast? So now I'm monetizing. Now it's pay to play because there is a lot of expense that's outgoing. It is a business model. And I do know that the value and the impact that this has on people who's in conjunction with myself and my guest of each week, we know what we bring to the table. We know that we're changing lives. So my business is no different than somebody who needs to gas up their vehicle. You don't go to the gas station, get gas and walk away without paying. You don't go to the grocery store, fill up your cart, go fill up your trunk without paying. I mean, you know, so and this goes back to 
my core belief with self and what I've had to work on repeatedly, which continually now comes easier and easier to me, which is once you appreciate and understand your own self-worth and your own deservability, then yeah, you don't give discounts to people. You know what I mean? I do a lot of fundraising. I've always done fundraising. I've always done charity work. I've always done volunteer work. I've always done paying it forward and being of service. That's in my personal life. And there are certain components that have factored into business where people do get some good rate of return aspects. But yeah, I'm running a business here. And so for anybody who takes their own business seriously, they wouldn't have much respect for me if I was prepared to throw myself under the bus. Right. And it's such an important thing to remember. And we talk about this so much on the show, but you have to close those doors. When you have that discount door open, so to speak, it's like the universe can feel that energy and you're going to get keep are going to keep showing up. We want the discount. But when you close that door, done. The other thing I want to point out, I love this. This is such a tweetable piece here, but the no's are never visible. So all we, when we look at somebody, when I look at you, Lisa, all I see are your, the yeses that happened for you, right? The people who said yes to your show, you know, the iHeartRadio network who said yes, the book publishers who said yes to you. I see all your yeses but I don't see any of your nose and you don't see any of my nose. Those are all hidden, right? And so it's easy to assume, like you were saying that, oh, it's been so easy for Lisa, but we don't see the piles of nose behind her or the piles of nose behind me. And it's a reminder, listeners, look, it get the nose. They're going to pile up. And yeah, the yeses will be visible, but we got to keep going. So, all right. I have so many things we want to get through yet, but Lisa, I want to know, I know you're an expert marketer. You're an expert on sales. I'm a client of yours now. I'm excited about that. And it was an easy yes for me. I mean, you're an expert in sales, so I'd love it. What are your top two sales strategies that you would love to share with our listeners today? The top two things that just work for you. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate that. So, you know, everything is, I'm pretty savvy with my marketing. So going back to day one, before I had as much of a huge social media footprint as what I do and my podcast subscribers, et cetera, et cetera. As again, you know, it wasn't just pitchy and it wasn't just about optics, but it was very much expressing gratitude. I hashtag gratitude before I even hashtag living fearlessly on anything I upload to social media, whether it be pre-announcing who my guest is that I'm showcasing each week, whether it be reposting something from my Facebook memories. It doesn't even have to be business specific, but it's always about gratitude. I've always been an extremely, genuinely, authentically grateful person because I know what it is to have nothing. I know what it is to feel like nothing. And I know what it is to be nowhere and have to figure things out very quickly if you're going to be a contributing member of society and find ways in which to maximize your potential and the gift that we have called life. There's no coincidence that I'm here, but it would be a shame if I didn't honor the gift of my life, knowing that I have, a, you know, I believe an inherent responsibility and due diligence to find exponential ways and opportunities and openings every day to pay it forward and to be of service to other people. So that's, you know, it's all about gratitude. So like I said, anytime I had a book signing, whether I did direct sales, one-on-one sales, book signings, corporate, independent, whatever the case may be, If I had the consent of the person who was gracious enough to have purchased my material, I would upload it. And so people would see a succession of people buying my books. You know, you start to do that, that leaves a bit of a subconscious imprint. People are thinking, well, what am I missing here? What am I behind on the eight ball here that all these people want to buy Lisa's books? And it's not just buying the book for book's sake. I 
believe wholeheartedly in the messages that are within all my books and every platform and every vehicle that's afforded to me to get my Living Fearlessly message out there. I also have no qualms asking people for testimonials, whether they've been a guest on radio. I upload the testimonials everywhere, you know, because again, similar to the books or similar to my mentoring clients, I do live streams with my mentoring clients. People can see the progression of what's happened in their lives based on their identified goals, what they've set their intentions on for what's important to them in their lives, whether it's launching a book or becoming a fellow contributor to Thrive Global and Ariana Huffington's site, whether it's you know getting published or just increasing their social media footprint. So when people can see that somebody like myself has managed to do that, believes in them themselves enough that they're willing to go to the wall for what I believe in, knowing that my why always comes back to what's in the best interest financially and otherwise for my children and to be self-sufficient. Well, you got to put yourself out there, which means you've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So don't be afraid to ask because if you don't ask, the answer will always be no. Amen. 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 Yes. So good. All right. We have a final section I want to make sure we get to, but thank you for sharing those tips. And I mean, you are such an inspiration, just your energy behind it. And I know our (laughs) listeners are probably taking lots of notes and they're going to want to listen again, but I want to get to this. We know you're an expert in living fearlessly. I mean, that is your brand. I'd love for you to share your top two to three strategies or tips with our listeners about how to live fearlessly. Okay. I appreciate that because this is the most important thing I think that's in this whole interview you. So I encourage people, I do this with mentoring clients, I do it with myself. You have to treat yourself no differently than you would somebody else. Call it a friend, call it a family, call it a community member, a neighbor. If somebody is in distress, and it's not even just on the negative end of the energetic sphere, but it's also the positive. If you can't celebrate yourself And conversely, if you can't support yourself and talk gently and kindly to yourself when you're in the middle of something that can very easily erode your self-esteem or take you down the rabbit hole to the point where you start losing your self-confidence, you start second-guessing yourself, therefore you become immobilized by fear, therefore you go under the radar, therefore it affects your business, it affects your relationships, it affects the way you see yourself. You can't afford to go there. So you have to get outside of yourself and start remembering that you are just as worthy and just as deserving as anybody else who walks the face of the earth. And you have to, I say this emphatically, you have to be your own hero. You have to be your own shero. You have to be your own leader. You have to be your own best friend. Particularly when you're an entrepreneur, which I am, serial solopreneur, I spend an exorbitant amount of time on my own in order to be able to focus and not be distracted in terms of maintaining the consistency of my output energetic wise for my clients as well as content I have deadlines that are attached to that and I have self-imposed deadlines so I'm pretty fierce with that I'm very good at micromanaging myself but in order to hold yourself accountable in order to see yourself for the bright light that you are to really appreciate what it is you have to offer the rest of the world You have to dig deep and do the work. If that means you have to get rid of the toxicity in your life, the naysayers, the critics, the people who no matter what your heart and your soul indicates and your energy that you emanate to the rest of the world, if they choose to always look upon you with a skewed lens, those people will never buy your stuff anyway. Those are not the people you want on your radar. Those are not the people you want on your social media or in your inner most intimate circles. So yeah, I've had 
had to get people out of my life. I do personal inventory used to be once a year. I do it every month now because the more clear you are within yourself and the more you eliminate all the counterintuitive negative energies that keep you blocked, the things you say you want will never show up. So I'm more concerned with the things that I want. And again, coupled by massive action, it's not just about manifesting wishes into the universe and expecting them to fall into your lap. You have to be prepared to take massive action. But in order to aspire to that level, you have to have a healthy honed mindset, which means you have to be able to treat yourself with the same level of respect, the same level of love and care and nurturance that you would anybody else outside of you. Wow. Yes. So Let's unpack this a little bit. I mean, I get the whole piece on really, really caring about yourself. And I think it's a great reminder for all of the listeners. Here's where I think a lot of people get stuck. And I know you're a master in this area of really, you know, manifesting, creating what you want. So when you talk about massive action, like I know people, Lisa, who, and you know, people too, who are out there taking massive action and not getting results. What's the difference? Like, what have you seen that really works for people in terms of using massive action, like what comes before that in your world? Well, again, when I start to see people taking massive action, but they're not seeing the results, then I'm looking at to what degree are they still debilitated within themselves in their own level of self-growth and self-development. Truly, the people who have mastered what it is to be their own hero, be their own shero, be their own leader, be their own best friend, align with the right people, get rid of the toxicity, these are the people who continually shine. These are the people who get results. These are the people who have honed true, authentic engagement. These are the people whose products sell. These are the people who get sought out to be interviewed on other people's podcasts. These are the people who are so in the flow with life that, you know, they can't keep up with themselves. Like truly, there's not enough hours in the day. There's not enough days in the week to keep up with the sphere of energy that they are emanating. So when I see people and, you know, everyone's going to have a different viewpoint on that. But when I see people taking massive action, but they're not breaking through, usually nine times out of 10, or in my opinion, 10 times out of 10, it's not about strategy. It's not about marketing. It's there's something about what's going on inside that person that's still hindering them or keeping them playing small. Yeah. So a great reminder to do that inner work and to keep working on ourselves. We always say on the show that we are, you know, when you start your own business, you become the biggest, you, or I should say you are in the biggest personal development course you will ever take. I mean, being an entrepreneur will stretch you. So speaking of that, I want to know how we can get more from you, Lisa. I know I shared a little bit at the beginning on you know your website, but give it all to us. How can we find you on social media? Give us your website again. And then I know you have a gift for our listeners as well. I appreciate that, Ursula. So yes, I'm all over social media. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I have two pages on Facebook and Instagram. I will be honest. I love LinkedIn the most because it converts. It's like-minded business people who understand other people's value and what they bring to the table. There's people on LinkedIn do not waste my time. And they are, for the most part, many, at least in terms of my following and who I'm connected to, a good portion of them are entrepreneurs. So they understand everything that needs to be understood in terms of interfacing and people taking time out of their schedules to get on the phone, to take a conversation further. It truly converts over there. So I also, 
also can be reached or I can be followed with my weekly radio show. I go live every Friday with a guest of each week on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Also have a host page on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald on the C-Suite Radio Network. So for anybody who I'm showcasing, it's double exposure in excess of 8 million. We're heard in 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, potential for millions of iTunes downloads. And again, stats are going to exorbitantly go up, not only because I'm now connected with iHeartRadio, which is a game changer for stats, but because, you know, people like you who I've got coming on radio, it's, you know, these are the kinds of subject matters that people want to hear. We talk about leadership. We talk about mindset. We talk about what it is to be a servant leader. We talk about legacy. We talk about, you know, who are your mentors, tangible, intangible mentors. So yeah, I have over half a million Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald podcast subscribers. I just want to thank all my guests. Again, I can be heard every Friday live over on the Contact Talk Radio Network. And eventually my interview with each guest can also be found on C-Suite Radio Network. And the lovely thing about that is both networks appeal to different demographics, but everybody I showcased, it plays extremely well, given the fact that I do showcase a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of TED Talkers, a lot of thought leaders, a lot of experts within their respective industries. Again, as you kindly indicated, Ursula, I can be reached at my website. There's contact information over there. All my social media handles can be found over there as well. For anybody who wants to be a prospective guest on my show or wants to know what's happening or my newsletter. So yeah, it's uh, Lisa McDonald or sorry, living fearlessly with Lisa.com. And yeah, I'm all over the place. So I would really encourage people to reach out to me if there's any way that I can be of service to you. If you're looking for a free consultation, perhaps, you know, I can be reached on Skype as well at lisa.mcdonald238, completely accessible. Great. And Lisa, there was a free gift you were going to mention. So the free gift that I would be sharing with everybody that's connected to you, Ursula, and your program, your awesome show here, would be the podcast link to my previous interview with Jack Canfield, who is a master with sales. He, of course, for those of you who may not necessarily know, but the name sounds familiar, he was the creator, founder of the whole Chicken Soup for the Soul series empire. So we all know how that took off. So he's an expert in his own right. He does field training coaching he's visible as well I got a lot of benefit personally and professionally out of my interview with him as I do with all my guests but he very much speaks to me so I would like to be able to share that podcast link with all your followers Ursula Fantastic. And can you give us that link now for our listeners? And we can also share it in another way. Uh, That's where my team comes in. I outsource the thing. (laughs) We'll make sure that you get that information. And then when this actually gets uploaded and distributed, you have that information in which to impart to your followers and listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And if they get stuck, perhaps they can reach out to your admin team as well, or if they can't find it and just as a connection point. Beautiful. Well, I want to thank you, Lisa, for being here today. I know you're very busy. So thanks for your time and for all of your inspiration. Well, thank you, Ursula. You know, again, I love spending time with like-minded people. I really say vibe attracts tribe and you're certainly part of my tribe. So for your generosity and graciousness, extending the invite for me to appear on your show, I can't thank you enough. And I'm certainly looking forward to the tables turning and getting you showcased on my show for when your spot comes up. It's going to be awesome. 
Yeah, I can't wait. Vibe Attracts Tribe. We got to hashtag that. Fantastic. Awesome. And I want to thank our listeners from all over the world. We love getting your messages. Feel free to email us at any time. You can email me directly at Ursula, U-R-S-U-L-A at salescoachnow.com. If you haven't grabbed our webinar yet, definitely, definitely go to our website, salescoachnow.com. It's free. It's a, almost a $500 value. It's called The Authentic Sales Formula, an entrepreneur's guide to serving more clients without being pushy or salesy, which you're all telling me you want to be, <laughs> not pushy or salesy. So grab that and you get to spend an hour with me. I guarantee you will have some breakthroughs as you move through that webinar. And also, if you have an event coming up, I'd love to partner with you. If it's a conference or a sales training session, I deliver keynotes, I deliver day-long training sessions, or we could also do a customized two-day sales camp for you. If you haven't been to our website to check out our events, we have lots of sales camps coming up in the next six months. So definitely come out and play with us. The next one just sold out. So check dates to make sure it's not sold out so you can come out and join us. Again, thanks everyone. We just want to bless you. So let us know how we can do that and make this your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now. Thank you.